This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hi, I'm Eleanor Dooley. I am a functional medicine nutritionist and I specialize in helping women recover from hormonal burnout, restore their energy and reconnect with their libido. I will show you how to go from exhausted and confused to clear and confident. Most of the time when you are in the exhausted phase, you are overwhelmed with daily tasks and kind of depressed when you think about stepping on the scale or even if you manage to get through the day without breaking down, you're on the verge of losing it at any moment from complete overwhelm. You get conflicting information on what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, And none of this advice really resonates with you because it feels really hard and pretty much impossible to put together with whatever little energy you can scrape together. Also, when you sit down to research things that will hopefully help you, you get met with advertisements for workout programs, Instagram probiotics, synthetic hormones, or medications that will help with menstrual or perimenopausal symptoms, or antidepressants. And you think that's the only way that you can be helped. You consider these options at least once a day, but wrestle with the idea that you'd rather stay away from medications and let your body balance itself, but you just have no idea where to start. You've tried fad dieting, calorie counting, and new workout classes for months upon months with no real progress. You've been avoiding desserts and fast foods in hopes that it will make a difference, but it's been more than a year and nothing has changed at all. And because of this, you are spending less time in the bedroom with your loved one, you're covering up your body whenever you can, and worst of all, you're withdrawing from the life that you once loved to live. And you know deep down that there's something wrong with this situation, you shouldn't be feeling this anxious and depressed about your body and your health. If any of these resonate with you, then you are in what I call the overwhelm stage. And what I wanna do is bring you into the revival stage. I'm going to share with you my number one tactic to help you start to do that. Sign up for my hormone mastery webinar. It's free and the link is in the show notes and you can also find it at nourishingnutrition.net. On today's podcast, I've invited a guest who has a different perspective on burnout and people pleasing and her name is Bridget Sobis. She's also a two-time breast cancer warrior who has helped many women take back their health and focus on what is important for personal growth and healing restoration. I think it's so important to point out that if you're anything like me, you like to make people around you happy, whether it's your friends, whether it's your children, your spouse, your parents, your neighbors, 
it's in our nature to crave feelings of acceptance, validation, and accomplishment. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to have these things. Where things start going off the rails is somewhere between supporting your loved ones and you becoming their crutch. I see this all the time with women in my practice who have completely valid reasons for not putting themselves first, whether it's their kids, their parents, their spouse, their career. It's just more important. They're more time consuming and simply stated, they have more value than you have for yourself. It's sad to say, but it's true. If you're like many of these women, it's hard for you to take time for your own self-care and actually figure out what self-care is for you. Some women think of this as yoga, taking naps and drinking healthy smoothies. Some women think of it as spa days or weekends away with their friends. It can range from any of those examples in extreme or anything in between. You have to figure out what it is that fills your cup. Do you like to walk? Do you like to paint? Do you like to drive with the radio blasting and the windows down? Many years ago, my therapist asked me what I like to do, and I really didn't have an answer. I told her what I did. I told her my responsibilities, my duties, who I showed up for, what I did with my friends, but I really didn't have an answer for what brings me joy. And it wasn't until I looked inward and spent some time realizing that I had been neglecting myself and my needs for so long, I didn't really even know who I was or what I even like to do anymore. That's the reason I brought Bridget on, because she helps women with the mental aspect of self-worth. There's a lot to this topic, and today we're just going to be scratching the surface on how to get started rethinking how you show up for yourself and encourage you to figure out what are the best ways you can shift into these new habits to support your mind and body. I'm going to welcome Bridget to the show. Bridget Sobis is the Power, Joy, and Profits mentor, and she's the founder and CEO of the Power and Joy Coaching Academy. She works with women who are people pleasers and they're burnt out, they're stressed, and they're overwhelmed. She helps them to reinvent their lives with power, joy, and profits. Her powerful breakthrough session clears the blocks that keep you from being stuck and from taking control of your health and your future. Bridget also runs the Power and Joy Coaching Academy, which was created to train coaches to achieve exponential growth for themselves and their clients. We're so grateful to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Eleanor. It's such a pleasure to be here. So I started out my career in the coaching realm in, gosh, over 17 years ago. I was I was formerly in the salon and spa industry, and I was making a six-figure income working at a pretty dysfunctional business. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've, if anyone, if you've ever worked somewhere and you're like, if that person can do it, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had the, the opportunity to buy the salon I was working at. And then guess who became the dysfunctional mess? Oh, you get to inherit all the joys. Yes, I had no, I, I knew how to build a successful business behind the chair, but becoming a business owner 
an entrepreneur that was like apples to oranges. Like I had no idea how to lead people. I don't even know what a profit and loss statement was. Uh, and if I started trying to start having team meetings, I was just a hot emotional mess. And all I was doing was crying. <laughs> oh man. So you experienced burnout, I'm assuming. Is that oh, yes. where this stemmed yeah. from? Okay. Yeah. And that's actually like my journey of the last like 17 years really led me to specialize in working with female entrepreneurs that have been stressed, burnt out, overwhelmed, people pleasing to reinvent their lives with power, joy, and profits. Like that because I was that person. Yeah. Um, I was a people pleaser. Like I, I, you wouldn't believe we're dysfunctional relationships. <laughs> I think we all have a, a modicum of that. And if we haven't, it's only because we're recovered, right? I like to say that I'm a recovered people pleaser and perfectionist. The women that need our kinds of support. What's something that you see as a commonality with, with a woman that, that you see or comes to you because they say, I'm just burnt out. What do you see as something that triggers this kind of behavior that we perpetually seem to do to ourselves? First and foremost, I think it's just the saying yes to everything that's coming your way. Any request that's happening, feeling the urgency to have to reply back to phone calls or emails right away, feeling guilty or bad, having to say no to someone or things like that. I've specifically worked with very successful women that put themselves on the back burner and do not put themselves first. They completely deplete themselves because they're just giving away to everybody else. And then that has them start burning out, being even resentful. Then they go into like avoidance mode where they're just like, I just don't even want to look at that. Yeah, for like, sure. Avoid emails, avoid even answering. I worked with a woman that was, she actually avoided answering the phone. Yeah. What, in your opinion, from your unique perspective of understanding and working with women, why do you think it gets to that stage for women? During the ages of, you know, zero to seven, everybody's unconscious mind is like a little sponge. So we're being programmed with the good, bad, and the ugly. And a lot of times women that I've worked with, things have happened in their childhood that had them turn into people pleasers or wanting to do for others and putting themselves first at uh, those young ages. And then I think as they keep growing up, you're now with peers and then there's peer pressure and then there could be possible bullying. And then when you're in high school, right. there's like a whole other realm. So I just think women lose self-confidence in some ways because they have to keep making other people happy and they're putting themselves last. Yeah. And I feel that women are really groomed for the cultural stereotype. I saw a quote recently and it was, women are expected to do all the home and childcare. And this is a generalization, please don't get upset audience out there. They're expected to do that and also continue with their career path in the same progression as their peers, male or female, that don't have kids or do have kids. So there's this expectation that I think are, is unduly, and it's time that it should be removed from the family unit. And we are seeing trends where there are a lot more dual income families where both of the participants are doing all of the things instead of the woman typically cleans the house or the woman typically makes the dinner. So, you know, and I know in 
my own life, I fall into those cultural roads because that's what was modeled for me because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad was the breadwinner. So that was just the model. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's right or wrong or, you know, that it's functional or dysfunctional. It's just that's what was modeled. And I think that was there was a big push for that between the you know 60s and 80s and 90s until women started really stepping up and getting, um, you know, degrees and getting and being breadwinners and and being co-breadwinners in the family system. So do you see that a lot when women come to you that they don't know why they're people pleasers? They don't know why. I take on all of this and I put myself last and I really have to dig with them as far as healing adrenal health and burnout is the why. Yeah. I've actually have had women specifically say things to me that are very successful and they're putting, they're still putting everybody else first. Someone just had these words come out of their mouth. I don't think I'm worth it. It's like that belief system. I'm worthy. I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. Yeah. It's brutal. You just Mm -hmm. want to give these women hugs and say, everybody's worth it, right? Yes. It's a lot of work, the healing that's involved. I know I've been doing a lot of spiritual healing with inner child work. Mm, Yeah. And um, can you speak a little bit to that? Why it's important to identify the healing needed by an inner child? How does that relate to, to your your everyday life? Yeah. A lot of the work that I do, I work with people so that they're going back. So let's just say, we'll talk about limiting beliefs. We'll start with that part. Like the, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Things like that, that usually people's minds start thinking those things. Uh, and it's the unconscious mind call it the itty bitty shitty committee. (laughs) So when I'm working with women, I look at the root cause, the first event, which when it's disconnected is going to cause that problem to disappear. And then the modality that I do it with, with timeline therapy is that it is light trance work working with the unconscious, but the difference in this type of therapy is that I'm getting all people's positive learnings. What do they like learn from that situation so they can easily and effortlessly let go of the limiting belief that could possibly have been installed when you were a little kid? Like I can even talk about for me, I grew up in both sides of my parents' family. I grew up in environments where if someone was upset or mad at you, they didn't talk to you and they didn't give you a reason why. And and then for me, that turned into, as an adult, I really had a hard time handling when someone was mad at me. So I would bend over backwards doing everything, even probably dysfunctional things back then to make people like, like me. Mm know so can you describe your therapy what is it what does it mean what do you physically do how does it work basically it's a very simple easy technique when I work with my clients and they're getting the rhythm of like letting it go it's it can be done in less than 10 minutes is it talk therapy or you do um no it's not it's not talk therapy in the sense where they're telling me what happened it's more in the sense of like I'm guiding them through their unconscious mind so you're saying these learnings are basically going back and taking some value to whatever the circumstance, whatever, if it was trauma, if it was a painful memory, there's got to be a reason that the universe has, you live through that. And we're trying to basically salvage the good in it or the, the, 
the reason for it so that you can be better today. Absolutely. Yep. You summed it up great. Uh, And I mean, I personally, first and foremost, my own certifications in NLP, timeline therapy and hypnosis, and then become a trainer to certify others was I have been coached with the International Coaching Federation for over a decade. And I've experience all types of different coaching, talk therapy with traditional therapists. And I would always experience myself like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I finally had this breakthrough. And then something would happen a week or two later and I would get re-triggered back to, almost back to where I was. So I would go back. And then again, the negative emotions or limiting beliefs would, would, would just be like running rampant through my brain. Like my anxiety from like a one to a hundred used to be like 150. Wow. And uh, I like mega people pleaser overwhelmed all the time. Like overwhelmed probably was my middle name. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. A mentor of mine always would say, and I'm a master of NLP. And I had no idea what she meant. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get certified in this NLP work. What is NLP? uh, Neuro-linguistic programming. So they're techniques that can support your own communication skills with others, your own mind, behavioral techniques that you can do. Long story short, I had some major breakdowns when I owned my hair salon. Like I went through a divorce, which took two years. And then after I got out of that, I found myself with breast cancer for the first time. Then after that, I filed, I had to file bankruptcy. I didn't have to, but I chose to because I was in $1.3 million of debt from my ex-husband. So then I decided to buy my own business back from bankruptcy. Tell me a little bit about your breast cancer warrior, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that having unfolded for you? And what can women look for? What can they do? Uh, what are your insights on that? Yeah, I I really do believe in the mind, body, and spirit connection. I am not, you know, I don't proclaim to be a doctor. I always recommend every single person do their own research. Please do your own research. But my intuition tells me that I had breast cancer twice from the after effect of trauma. Okay. It was just strange for me how it like happened. Like the first time I got it, Finally, it took two years to get out of my divorce. And then I'm not even kidding. I was like, it was like a year and a half later and I'm feeling great. I was actually training for a marathon. And then I got my first diagnosis and I was like, what the, I'm healthy. I'm not, I'm training for a marathon. How could I possibly this be happening to me? So anyway, I'm I'm glad they caught it early. And then fast forward after coming out of like buying my business back again through the bankruptcy, like I called 2019 was a really challenging year for me. I call it dark night of the soul year. So get out of that. And then I decided to sell my business, my salon, my first business. And then I'm getting healthy. I'm healing, healing myself all over again. And I'm not even kidding. At the beginning of last year, I was diagnosed with it again. Feeling great, feeling, you know, like Uh loving my life. And I'm like, what the heck? Like again, but it was, it's almost like this, the timing was exactly the same. Are you Um, saying trauma recovery? Yeah. Like how it came back. Like the timing was like almost the same. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, I, I say parallels to this in my work with women are very stressed out because there's a stressful circumstance, a divorce, a, a business, um, even for me personally, um, uncovering childhood trauma that I had suppressed, reliving the trauma basically. And by the way, your brain doesn't know the difference between you being experiencing something when you're eight years old and then you rethinking about it. Um, as far as its response. So we think when the trauma is gone, so i.e. the divorce is over, the dying loved one passes, that you, the trauma has finished, that your body just slips back into its normal, healthy every day the next morning, right? And when we say it out loud, it sounds a little bit ridiculous, mm -hmm. but we mentally grasp that and go, okay, that painful time is over. Now I can get back to normal. And the body needs that rest and restorative time with nothing happening. Mm -hmm. When I say nothing happening, that doesn't mean you go back to your nine to five job or your 24 hour a day entrepreneur job, or it's not to say you can't do these things. What I'm trying to emphasize is that the body needs that recovery time. And when we skip that part, that's when we see something like this develop. That's when we see people get really sick or they get mono or they get the flu or they get, you know, we think it's seasonal, which there's a part to it that is seasonal. But so for adrenal stress, for example, those adrenals need to heal. And going back to your semi less stressful life is not a ideal environment for healing. So it's important for women to understand that getting that information about their own specific body, where am I in this recovery cycle? I've had one client lost her father and it, it was an awful and long experience for her. And when he had passed, she said, okay, well now I'm, you know, I'm moving past that. Of course she had a grieving period. And then we tested her hormones and she wasn't quote unquote all better. She still needed another six months to a year of recovery. So it's important to get that information of where are you on that? Because the estrogen in your body, the progesterone, all of the sex hormones are intermingled with our stress hormones and our brain prioritizes stress over all of those other things. So if you're a woman that struggles with weight fluctuations and you can't figure it out because you've tried every single diet, most likely it's hormonal. It's your body trying to protect you. My, yeah, my first and foremost advice is put yourself first, fill up your cup so that you can overflow into others. You know, too many women, they deplete themselves. So put yourself first. That's my first and foremost bit of advice. Absolutely regular checkups. You know, I mean, how it was caught for me the first time was my very first mammogram. Oh, okay. You know, it was, yeah. I was 41. So it was caught with my first mammogram. And then I regularly get MRIs now done okay. once a year. So the second time I was caught with an MRI. Okay. Mental health, yeah. physical health, taking care of you. Yeah. And when you say filling up your cup, I like this analogy, but I want to dig deeper on this because that means something different to every person. We know sure. that, yeah. but I want you to look at it in the perspective of, okay, this means treating my body well with good nutrition. 
This means treating my body well with proper and appropriate sleep and rest, right? We always try to cut corners on this, ladies. And also the mental health piece, which was is newer to me in the last five-ish years, but really diving into what are these traumas and triggers that are keeping you stuck or they're keeping you perpetually experiencing the same frustrations in your everyday life. And that to me has been the most life-changing thing of, I could experience the same situation that I did one year ago today. And my reaction will not be the same. I will not have the same lingering stress, the anxiety about it, just because I'm in a better mental place. And I, I process information differently because I've been practicing how to do it. So tell me about when clients come to you, what, what are your offerings? One of uh, my signature programs is I do a power, joy, and profits breakthrough session where I'll work with you one-on-one. And then I'm doing a, I'm doing like a detailed personal history, deep dive to really f- uncover what are those negative emotions that have been buried in there? What are the limiting beliefs? What is What are the conflict that you're experiencing? Like when I say conflict, it's like that inner, it's almost like the devil versus angel. Let's just say we're talking about a, a woman that works in corporate. On one hand, she feels that she can start her own business and go work for herself. But then on the other hand, she is concerned, worry, and was like, well, maybe I should just stay in this corporate job to play. I'm not good enough to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the, you know, there's this inner conflict that keeps happening. So what's happening is that people stay stuck. So I support them on getting unstuck so they can make more powerful choices and have more possibilities in life. I love doing eight hour intensive work um, versus the... So I do it like within four, two hour sessions within one to two weeks versus the traditional type of coaching style where it's like, well, you know, for six months to a year, like I'm like, oh. hey, let's get moving. Let's get yeah. moving. Very powerful. And then I also certify people in the work. So I have um certification program. Okay. Wonderful. And how can people find you? So my website is powerandjoycoachingacademy.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Bridget Sobis. I have Facebook group, Power and Joy Coaching Academy, or on Instagram at Coach Bridget Sobis. And all my email and information and phone number, probably cell phone number too. Uh, Definitely put put those in the show notes. And you said that you had some um, free gifts for our listeners today. Can you describe those a little bit? Yeah, I have. I have two. I have two free gifts. I have a guide called Ten Ways to Live Your Highest and Best Self." So there are ten best practices on to how to fill up your cup. I have that guide, and then I also have a guide for three biggest blocks to exponential growth. Wow. Those sound really powerful pieces to kind of, you know, you just want to scratch the surface. You just want a a little bit information. And then if you really feel like you resonate with this work, it's very important work because this is one of, this is the biggest piece, I dare say, that not only becoming unstuck, but putting yourself first, getting your cup full, you have to be in the right mindset. Because those of you that are moms or caretakers out there, we have very valid justifications for not putting ourselves first. 
but we mistakenly believe those to be more important than us. And to me, when I made that switch, everything changed. I was able to give more to my loved ones, to the people I was taking care of, in addition to taking care of myself. And if you listened to the podcast last week, I talked about multipliers. Mental health is an exponential multiplier in energy, in love, in all of the things, joy, all of the things that are in your your coaching academy, really. And that's one of the reasons I had you on today, because it was in such alignment of the power that is there and is available to you. So thank you so much for coming today and um, for spending your time here with us. And for those of you that are interested in learning more, I will put her information in the show notes. And do you have anything, anything more to add? Life's precious and urgent. We have one life to live. So go create a life purely by design that you absolutely love. Yeah. Why are we out there living lives we don't love people? Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.